Don't look under the internet. get behind a service that's like you've heard of cameo right yes where like you pay some money and like gilbert godfried sends you a weird an affleck commercial horrible commercial for yourself or some shit yes yeah i want to start something where people send like their clothes to celebrities and they just write whatever they want on their clothing do you have a name for this no like I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Don't Look Under the Internet. <laughs> what a what a bit. <laughs> I really thought this through, Mike. <laughs> that, yeah, that didn't really go anywhere I was expecting it to. But well, that's I was hoping that you guys would add to Papa, it. Papa Saki? Instead of paparazzi? Papa Saki? Like a sock? Like a sock. It, well, we can workshop it. Anyway, uh, this is this is part three of Ben Drowned. Yes. Um, so if you guys have been following along, uh, yeah, can you give you a short recap? Yeah, of TLDR of what happened last episode for the people. Well, so I'm going to go through the whole thing. Neat. So part one, we went over the the creepy pasta of the whole thing, like the original terrifying video game post about you know Ben haunting a cartridge and basically infecting a computer, and eventually. In Arc 2, spreading to the World Wide Web, to where the players, um, as well as the creator, decided that it'd be a good idea for Ben to try to give instructions to, th- via, I don't know, Moon Children, as well as several other venues, um, to basically get the players to where they are now. Now, the very last thing that happened was... Doug, you want to give us a, a quick recap? Yep. So we get a uh, we get a very cryptic, uh, I want to say, uh, set of uh, videos from the Twitch channel that is Jade Usables, um, which at the time we didn't really know if this was a canon happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where we left off. Now keep in mind, this was the cryptic messages came nine years nine years yeah that's a big part of it too nine years after the uh the second arc began so on march 17th a new video named awakening.wmv uh it shows like a whole bunch of text over the static image of like the sunrise happening over earth it's i'm sure it's a stock image there's binary in the description Ooh, i love me some binary so just Binary. to give everybody a heads up, this arc is chocked full of binary, of ciphers, of puzzles. Yeah, if you're very familiar with how to just decipher ciphers or binary in general, um, you'll get the you'll you'll kind of understand that uh, arc two leading into arc three, it's just a full on ramp of all of this shit. Yep, and. From the very first post to the very last post, it just keeps, it's, 
It's bananas. It's a fucking mad dash. It happens quickly. Actually, before we dive into this, I just want to bring up one thing that happened to me on the way home from our last recording, uh, which was really funny because so we're based uh, out of Illinois in the suburb of a suburb of Chicago. If you couldn't tell at this point, I'm driving home. And uh, I see this giant green flash in the sky. Basically, I immediately call both of these idiots and I'm like, guys, <laughs> the sky just lit up green. There was a giant fucking beam in the, like, in the distance. I don't know what happened. I had to call you guys. And um, yeah, was- we, we really had no outcome of this. Oh. I just really wanted to bring it's it up. But I strange. called Mike and Mike was like... I saw it, too, out of my rearview mirror, because I was going the opposite direction, and I thought it was just me. So, confirmed, well, green light happening. player three entered the game? Well, I do think it was probably just a transformer exploding, but what do oh, I know? Wow. wow. It could also just be Cthulhu arising from the great depths. No, 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 yeah, don't lead with that. Lead with the, the normal <laughs> thing, Mike. <laughs> uh, well... But it was super crazy, because there was, like, no explosions, the weather was fine, there was nothing crazy going on. And when I say Transformer, I mean, like, that was like Optimus. Megatron? Pro- oh. It was Optimus, he died. All I have to say <laughs> is that this shit happened out of nowhere, and I was on a street where no cars were around me, and it was just fucking green as far as I can see. You know what that reminds me of? Do you remember the, uh, oh fuck, was it the start of season two or three of the X-Files when uh, Mulder and Scully start losing time, where they see a green flash in the sky and all of a sudden it's nine minutes later? I've never seen the X-Files. I I have, but it's been a long fucking time. Mike, we'll go over that later. Speaking of losing time... That's a good way to get into this, uh, this get us back on track, I guess. It's, Cause we're yeah, because about... we're definitely way off track We now could talk about just... X-Files all day long. There's bird scooters, and then there's segways. What is a bird scooter? It's a scooter that you ride in the city. You, like, pay, like, a... What Do you know what those are, Doug? I have literally already talked about this in yeah. one of our episodes. Have, so yeah. the fact oh, that you no, don't no, know no, what a did, bird scooter you did, you did, is... You did. You, like, ride it, you pay, like, hourly or right, something. Right, 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 And, like, you could check it into another fucking stop. You can leave yeah, it anywhere. Yeah, you can leave yeah. it, you basically leave it anywhere you see other bird scooters, and there's specific spots yeah, on the yeah, road yeah. that can... But anyway, yeah. there's bird this, scooters, and None of this is important. No, but there's bird scooters, and then there's segways, <laughs> and that's what I brought to the table, is a segway. segway. Bird equal better than segway. Arc three. So this arc is called Awakening. So on March 17th, a new video... So literally, like, what, like a month after, or sorry, not a month, nine years after this, this is posted. It's a new video named awakening.wmv, and it shows text over this kind of, like, it's like a view of Earth. It's almost like a stock image. If you just search Earth on Google. Yeah, it's just like a a polar, like, you just see this, like, bright light kind of coming over Earth, like, spinning. It It, looks like I would have used this as a desktop wallpaper. It literally is just 2008. It literally is just (laughs) Earth.jpg. Okay, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Before we actually get into the content, I do want to talk a little bit about the description. So the description has just a bunch of binary. I'm not going to read all the ones and zeros, because 
Do you, do you speak? It has a bunch of binary, and it says zero one one <laughs> zero zero one. So translated, this binary uh, converts to three two zero two zero or three twenty twenty, which March twentieth, twenty twenty. Right? It's the Mayans got that it is right. A date. That's three days from when this video is posted. The Mayans got it right. That was seven whole days after my 29th birthday. You're old. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> um, so no, this, this video kicks off the whole third arc, and it's, it's very important. Because, again, nine years have passed at this point. So... Let's fucking just get right into it. Let's do it. You felt it too, didn't you? You couldn't put your finger on it, but something about the start of this decade felt different. Think back. The past few years have been addled, steeped in darkness and confusion. The world lines have become convoluted, Things are remembered differently. Little synchronicities fluttered back and forth. Now the timelines are beginning to merge. Regardless of any decisions made now, each timeline is on its own path. Nothing will change the course it is on now. What comes next? gradual awakening of consciousness that cannot be stopped after this point. Why do you think you were born when you were? Why do you think you were born where you were? And of all possible timelines, of all possible time periods, you happen to be born in the most historic one of them all. Can you feel the center of your forehead tingle? It's coming... So that was this, fucky. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. This is the fucking intro to this arc. That man has a real deep voice. Yeah, my hube is tingling. My hube, hub, raging hube. Let's follow your hube. But speaking of hubes, <laughs> <laughs> this video Segway. leads directly into another video posted on the same fucking channel called Hubris. Dot WMV. So again, in this arc, you're going to kind of find that typing long-ass notes is a trope that continues throughout. And when we come to hubris.wmv, it's a long note that basically says we made a bunch of very arrogant excuses for why the very clear signs of a catastrophic collapse of society couldn't possibly be our fault. No, it's, never. It's just, it's a, I'm not going to go through it because, so most of the videos in this arc are very, very long winded. So I'm yeah. going to do my best to like just summarize because you could spend 10 minutes reading one text and get, oh, okay. So these people, they're just arrogant and nothing is their fault. And that's the gist. Yeah. And there's like six fucking hours of content in this whole fucking it's, arc. It, yeah. There's a lot. So. Yeah, I really, I really put the the heavy handedness on 
Jason on this one. <laughs> it's okay though. I love. I, get to I read love a, this art. I get to read a fun story, and Jason's like, I get to fucking. I get to decipher math codes <laughs> and all the other things. I get to go to the library, of Alexandria, and fucking pretty much make a new language. It's okay. So this is a, it's a huge note about how uh, everyone's. Just, they're arrogant. They think that nothing bad can ever happen to them, and that even if they keep continuing forward on the same path, eventually, everything will be made right. No matter how many things go wrong. Kind of like life. Where do they get off? From this whole- or The moon, from, I from guess. From this <laughs> video, hubris.wmv, you kind of figure out that the moon children have brought something about. Not something good at fucking all. Is it a giant moon with a face on it? That's part of it. Um, so basically there's a long, long, long note on hubris.wmv that says, We have made a bunch of very arrogant excuses for why the very clear signs of a catastrophic uh, collapse of society could not possibly be our fault. They basically say, like... The things happening around us aren't our fault. It's just a product of life. And that's the, the excuse to keep applying to it, applying to it, applying to it, until... It's their fault. Society <laughs> fucking collapses. Just straight up, no more hierarchy of classes. There's nothing. There's There are two classes at this point. There are the ones in control and the ones being controlled. And it happens almost overnight. There's two classes, moon and children. <laughs> <laughs> Can I derail us for just a second? Yeah. Have you guys seen the movie 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yeah. With John Goodman? Yeah. 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 Very similar. Oh my God. I would love to do a podcast on Cloverfield. Like, because though that. Well, Never mind. 10 Cloverfield Lane and Cloverfield, two different subsects. Mm -hmm. Don't have anything to do with each other. Mm -hmm. Two different movies. Cloverfield or ten? Okay, let's let's. Is that let's that's all John Goodman, right? Here we go. Ten Cloverfield Lane is oh, with John Goodman, buddy. Those but it have is, everything to do with each other. They no, are not they the don't. same movie, though. No, no, no. no they're no, not. Okay, I get what you're saying. No, no, no. They're different. Yes, they're completely different. A part well, of the same anthology. Yes, but like, oh man, I just watched Ten Cloverfield Lane. Have you seen the Cloverfield Paradox? Then look at him go. no, I haven't. We're supposed to be talking about moon children here. Look at we go. Just saying. I know Mike's trying to get us back on topic, but Doug and I are having all those movies are only connected because J.J. Abrams wanted to stamp the Cloverfield name on. Oh yeah, the next one that they have yes. nothing to do with anything. The Cloverfield Paradox is originally called the God Particle and had nothing to do with the Cloverfield Paradox at all. Had nothing to do with the Cloverfield at all. But J.J. Abrams was like, "I'm gonna make this about fucking monster somehow," and it ended up poopy. <laughs> that was <laughs> anyway. amazing. <laughs> We're on the moon, children. <laughs> I just wanted to say, John Goodman is one of the best villainous actors I have ever seen played. He, I, he did but such the, a good job in that movie. And, it's topical. Oh, God, is it? Because we're talking about a collapse of, of the whole of society. That is why I brought it up. I John figured. Goodman. John Goodman so, is Moonchild. All I could think of was Sully being this weird motherfucker and... <laughs> It, it just made the movie so Who much kidnaps better. Two women and is like you live here now. One well, woman, it was one, one, woman man. one man. Yeah, but, right, right. But either way, I was just like, this man's voice is everywhere in the Disney universe, and all I can hear is all of his Sully. roles. And then or he, fucking uh, come on, Big Lebowski. Yep. What was his name? I don't know. Big. Nope. <laughs> anyway, was it Lebowski? Nope. 
any the all right moving the fuck on (laughs) (laughs) so there's a long note basically saying there's a bunch of arrogant excuses for why society should continue to be the way it is everyone puts reason towards it and then all of a sudden they realize oh fuck society doesn't exist anymore so society fucking collapses when this happens Ah, most people turn to drugs and alcohol. Some thought that would just kind of blow over. Now, so this is set in... The apocalypse is just going to blow. It's just a fad. It's just going to blow over. So in the last arc, I need to tie this in right here, because in the last arc, it was all about ascension. Mm -hmm. It was all about achieving a higher status. It was all about getting to a point where you could leave your earthly possessions behind, and this is what's left. Something in this arc rubs me the fucking wrong way because you go through all of these things to make your life better and all of a sudden society collapses. This is the fruits of your efforts. But there's so many instances of this where you're leaving this worldly vessel behind and you get this uh, ascension or whatever it is called out of it and... We see this with so many different cults in the past, and we see this we with do. so many things, and it's so stupid. It follows all the tropes of a classic cult. It's like, you know, Jonestown, fucking the Manson family, mm-hmm. fucking everything. So as this society starts breaking down, I would say a solid 80% of this society turns to drugs and alcohol to kind of cope, because they can't quite process that... Oh, I can't just go to the store and buy some milk and get some eggs. <laughs> what like, do you mean the Walgreens destroyed what? Can you imagine waking up tomorrow and being like, oh, AT&T, AT&T does not exist anymore. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh. <laughs> well, oh, that'd be amazing. It's <laughs> not what I was going for, but... I mean, wait. You might be a moon child. That might be a moon child. You know you're a moon child, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine they're like waking up one day and it's like, fucking Target doesn't exist anymore. Like, what? where do I buy anything right when these stores where do i get my lunch the fuck from? down where do you get anything well these guys were like hey we're gonna do this ascension shit before anything was kind of like set in stone mm-hmm. think about heaven's gate yeah they took That's 20 years thought of with this 20 years to get to where they were going and and uh, turns out it was a dead end yeah i mean <laughs> they were like hey we're it's we're this call we're gonna do this thing we're gonna live together and then all of a sudden like 20 years later like oh yeah by the way we gotta kill each other we yep. gotta kill we gotta kill ourselves a literal dead end shoot to the exactly. moon there's a similarity between heaven's gate and you shouldn't have done that dot net yep it's it's uncanny so After the societal collapse and a bunch of people turn to drugs, alcohol, certain coping mechanisms, thinking that it might just blow over, you get a very, very hard cut on this video. Goes to black, and all of a sudden, you see Link running around a very, very destroyed clock town. Now, if you don't know, I don't know if we've mentioned it, actually, clock town is like the main town in Majora's Mask, and anyone who's ever played Majora's Mask knows exactly what it looks like. It's the Detroit of, of, to Michigan. of Hyrule. Yeah, the Detroit of Hyrule. <laughs> Pretty much. It's just running around, and uh, you hear this, like, crying noise as Link heads into town, 
and it cuts to black, and it pops back up to the title screen, and it shows the selection of one single title. Now, is it last the save th- file? It is the save file. Ooh. Now, what was, uh, remind me, what was the last name? Matt. Of Matt was the last one? Matt. Well, it is not Matt anymore. Oof. <clears throat> it just says, end. Oh, sounds about right. So, at the very beginning of this video, you see, like, some weird, uh, like, images. There's, like, a dark black circle floating around the screen, and just, it's incoherent, and then it cuts into the video that I just described. So, is this what happens when they selected the end save file? So, this is the, so, no, no, no. So, very beginning, there was, like, a bunch of random, like, it wasn't images. It was, like, there was a black circle and, like, scan lines. It was just a fucked up, glitchy video, which turns into... This whole link running around this destroyed, glitchy clock town, mm-hmm. cutting to black, and then all of a sudden you see a game named End being selected. I know. That was fucking heavy-handed as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, really passionate about that yeah. um, After that, this is the end of this video. I will say, a few of these internet sleuths on Reddit, decided to run that very first part of this video through something called a stenographic decoder, which basically turns either audio files into text, or text into audio files, depending on which way you run it. This is one of the ciphers you're going to see used very heavily throughout this entire ARG. And a lot of other ARGs, for that matter. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to go over every single instance of this, because we would be here for hours if I did. Maybe days. But in this instance, the simple words of can anyone hear me is found hidden as text in this video file through a stenographic decoder. Well, we can't hear you, but we can read you loud and clear. So right off the bat, I'm going to set kind of the tone for how this whole arc goes, and that's... You see these videos being posted, you see this timeline happening in front of you, and then you get these secret messages hidden within the video that are, it's almost like they're trying to reach out to somebody. It's almost like somebody is trapped and is like imprisoned behind something, Mm. and they can't tell what, but they're trying to get to whoever will listen. Someone imprisoned, you say. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, a couple little little jing jongs. There's a few tropes that might have been carried over also, from the last two arcs. It kind of gives <laughs> the, the, this one kind of gives off the like. It's kind of reminiscent because we get a lot of like. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we get a lot more like wrong. Okay, thank you. <laughs> we get a lot more like Majora's Mask game gameplay that is a little bit more buggy and fucked up, like in the original Creepypasta. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. This, it's kind of so, it's very whole, reminiscent of the beginning. This arc is chocked full of gameplay, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like going back to Square One. Mm. It's like if you went back to Square One with all the knowledge you've gained after leaving Square One. You know what I mean? So going to Triangle 1. Which is kind of funny, because Arc 2 had, like, probably the least amount of gameplay in it. Yeah, mm. it was mostly, like, interaction with, like, the creators of yeah. websites and shit like that. Yeah. This kind of takes Arc 1 and Arc 2, combines both elements, and just fucking mashes them together. 
which is why this is one of my favorite arcs. It's so fucking one, good. Mash it with the other arc, make a super <laughs> arc, baby. So, the, uh, the video says, can anyone hear me? And that's kind of our first clue into thinking that whoever's posting this video has determined that they need to find a way to reach out to whoever's listening. And that's kind of the tone for this whole goddamn arc. Interesting. So that was on the, the uh, 17th. On March 20th, <gasps> 2020, the video end.wmv was posted at 4.30 p.m. They really missed the mark on 420. They but fucking, that's fine. It was a month away, and they just fucked it up. Not 10 minutes. Yeah, 4.30 p.m. Oh, I thought you meant actual 420. No. Just the time. Dingus. Um, so, on March 20th, 4.30 p.m., a video called N.WMV premiered, in which you see the N64 game, Majora's Mask, kind of fade in. And you see Link, who is standing on top of the clock tower, with the Skull Kid. There's no music. He walks forward and locks onto the Skull Kid, revealing an elegy statue standing where he was just moments ago. I'm sure we all know. Hello, our old friend. And remember the elegy statue. Welcome back. <laughs> Hello, Ben. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> After this happens, it kind of cuts to black. So one of the, the things you're going to find is you're going to see some action within gameplay, followed by a fuckload of text. I am not going to read all the text because <laughs> I will summarize it because I'm a good person. So, so generous of you. <laughs> so the first piece of text, uh, it's again, it's very fucking long. And it's about how by the time most of society understands what was happening it was far too late for them. It's kind of the general gist of this, which kind of alludes to an event happening that causes society to go from, you know, I I wish I could air quote hard enough for this, but the capitalist utopia <laughs> that they're a part of now, the capitalist machine, exactly, capitalist has dogs, descended more into like a tribe system where doesn't matter where you go, who you see, people are enemies. And that's kind of the feel that you so get over this whole thing. kind of went into like thing. a Mad Max. Yeah, kind of. Where like water is a, a resource and everyone's fighting Witness over it. Me. Yes. Spray paint. Spray paint. Yeah. yeah. To Valhalla. Um, but no, so most people that have witnessed this societal collapse just can't get it through their heads that's happening. They just can't understand it. They can't realize it. Only those who could roll with the punches would actually come out the other end of this societal collapse okay. Which means if you're able to see something in front of you and say, like, that fucking sucks, but it's real, I guess I'll keep going. That mentality was what kind of brought you through the whole thing. Everybody else was left in the dust. Unfortunately, the subject that we are listening to right now explains that he was not so quick to realize... And he discovered that isolating and cementing outsiders as intruders kind of worked best. So he was, like, behind the curve. So once these societies were established, these new societies were established, he was kind of left behind to gather with his, I don't know, introverted friends behind cement walls, behind iron bars, making sure he did not contact anybody. Um, What a wild world to live in. My very first impression of all of this is especially coming off of arc two 
is we just talked a whole lot about the moon children gathering ascension a new way of life like there's a whole bunch to be said about this evolution in like in life like how society should be now and now we're i just in... don't think they realized that this new ascension uh-uh. would be in the same life that they were in before. but worse and now we're in... <laughs> way worse now we're in like Zack snyder's nightmare verse yeah it i don't think any of them except for one maybe two understood that life's about to get way fucking worse for them and it did so You've got these two groups of people, the ones that got with the program, rolled up with the punches, and kind of came to power because of it, and started directing people, exploiting people, honestly. And then, you've got the people who stuck around, were like, this'll blow over, we'll go back to normal, we'll go back to normal, this'll be fine. And what, like, a couple months later, they're like, fuck, this is not going back to normal. I haven't washed my hair (laughs) in 15 days. Yeah, exactly. Getting strong survivor vibes. Um, there was one more group, and that was the group of people who just could not accept. And these people were whipped into a hysterical fear of everything. They started to become very, very, very suspicious of their neighbors, everyone that was around them. And honestly, we could blame them for the exponential collapse that happened thereafter. So are you saying these are the people that couldn't punch with the rolls? They could not punch with the rolls. Mm. Dummies. After a while, after, you know, more and more people became more and more used to the societal collapse, uh, they discovered that social media was still around. Like, the internet was still around. The servers were still up. I haven't been able to eat in five days, but thank God I can tweet about it. You say say that. (laughs) But this was actually the... The reason that everything went so fucking far downhill. So, social media was still around, and it was used to show off supply hordes in this post-apocalyptic wasteland. A post-apocalyptic? Are you, is it a callback for post-content? Post-alone no, like, because you post things on social media. I hate you. God fucking damn it. <laughs> um, but no, so this... These social media platforms were basically used to show everyone else how much better you were than them, which created giant divides and giant rifts among different, you know, facets of society. Look at all this food I have and you don't. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag Lincoln bio. Hashtag <laughs> I'm better than you. It, it, it eventually it reignited class warfare. The ones that were upper class and had a fuckload of supplies and... They had hordes and hordes and hordes of food, of, you know, survival items. Those were the ones that fared the best. And they posted this on this social media platform, showing everyone else how much better they were. And it just, the problem expounded and just turned people against each other. And it fucking sucked. Was, uh... Did you say the problem expounded? Yeah. Okay. Was the, uh... (laughs) Was the social media outlet... That was being used called LinkedIn. I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> it was not. Damn it. <laughs> it actually doesn't give like an actual name. It was tender. Yes. It's grinder. Grinder. <laughs> um so as this social media sharing platform became more and more 
popular amongst this post-apocalyptic wasteland, um, certain people found out that you can catalog interactions online. You can catalog where people live. You can catalog what they do for a living, when they go to work, when they're awake. Basically everything about them. When they pooping. And they made these online databases of just public information, which included addresses, phone numbers, etc. Until it was found out that it was happening. In which case, the higher class outright just banned it because looting started happening. As soon as you found out where somebody lived, you basically went there with six or seven other people and raided that area until you took everything from them. So, the internet was basically outlawed at this point. Now, this is very quickly turning into, like, a fucking Orson Welles utopian nightmare. And this, I don't know, journal, I guess, keeps talking more and more about the decline of humanity into this social degradation about where you how you care how much food you have how you care how many tarps you have you can and then you can take my guns you can take my food but you don't dare touch my internet exactly that that's how i feel sacred so it keeps going on this bleak bleak nature until you you kind of feel like a, a tone shift happen by whoever's writing all of this. And they start talking about how this new world has liberated a ton of people. Our, the person talking being one of them, saying they kind of embraced this new lawless world, giving them new life, having them... They basically just latch onto their passions and go for it, because the fuck else do they have to lose? When in doubt. And then... You see the very last fucking word of this whole text, and it is signed Dash Jadis. Mm. Which, when I first read this, all of my hair stood up on end because it's very obviously short for Jaducible. Jaducible. Like, there's no fucking question about it. So, we are now getting. Mm. Which, real quick. Please. I don't know if. I think this was during the fireside chat that he had with him, um, where he actually explains what his name is, uh, where it's it's Jade Usable, but uh, the basis behind it is that it's a mixture of uh, Judas and Abel. Yep. And that's kind of where the name comes from. Just yeah. if anyone's familiar with that, I'm not going to might... go into fucking Christianity, but... Well, I might see it's uh, very symbolic. I might be either too sleepy or too drunk or maybe a little bit of both, but I don't know why. But when you said that where it's like he was talking about how Judas Bull is a combination of both this and this, I thought you'd be like, it's a combination of Lewis and Clark. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I, Mike, I'm so happy that you're so tired. <laughs> <laughs> why? I was like, why is he going to go on about Lewis and Clark? But no, so this is the... Again, nine years, and you get this whole fucking post by none other than Jaducible, and it blows everyone's fucking mind. Yeah. On top of that, if you run the first part of this video, like the static and the circle and like the shadows, it means nothing. If you run that through a, a stenographic decoder, which is something that we- Callback. 
yeah, it's you're going to find this type of cipher all over this ARG. It comes up that in the audio file, it just says, was Berkeley. That means fucking nothing to me right now. Literally nothing. Zero things. If you're anyone, you don't know shit. No. So have fun. If you're alive, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, after this, we get a another video called transmission.wmv. And again, there's more binary in the description that translates basically to you are here for a reason, look and listen. And then you see a bunch of blending faces that are similar to the uh, Elegy of Emptiness, but... Always, always make it a comeback. With somebody else's face this time, though. Is it um, Bob Bernquist? We, we don't know. It might be Bob Bucky Bernquist. Lasik. Bucky Lasik. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you see this blending of like this face into the Elegy of Emptiness, and again... Stenographic decoder. At the very beginning of this video, you see more flashing lines with a dark circle. You run that through it, you get a URL to a video just called Slash. Is it called? It's just called, literally just, it's a slash. Oh, like the symbol? Yeah, that's mm. it. Um, So it was actually teased to be released on this YouTube channel. And right before it got released, it was changed to Gateway, which is the next video that came out. They're not giving you the Slash video, they're giving you Gateway. And this was released on March 26th. Again, there's more binary in the description, leading you to more hints. The first thing you see, though, is a different kind of green glitchy screen. Which might take you back to Arc 2. Just a little bit. So you run this through a stenographic decoder, and you get the phrase, what happened in 2012? Yeah, so it... Nothing. Have we tried, like, taking a uh, stenograph decoder to any of the older uh I personally posts? haven't. Has anyone tried doing that? Do we know? Yeah, uh, yeah. there's a couple videos that have like little things in it um, nothing major but, though um, yeah most of them are figured out actually through a series of ciphers uh as opposed to this uh, stenography so you get this green glitchy screen with the stenography that translates to what happened in 2012 after that the screen kind of just goes black and it opens to link walking towards the max the uh the mass salesman and you also see near him the elegy and Skull Kid. As he approaches them... They, they're they always hanging out together. I never thought they would. Yeah, they don't seem like the they're likely trio. Yeah, no. BTS, Mask Salesman, and Skull Kid are fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody write us some fan fiction, please. <laughs> Yowie. Um, no, so after this, the screen cuts to black, and you see Link walking towards the Salesman, the Elegy, and the Skull Kid. He then stops, and he pulls out the Ocarina. Almost as if he's going to play a song. And the video goes black. Now, what does that, what does that tell you, any of you, any of you? He dead? No. <laughs> he fell asleep? No. The game's over? No. Doug, you got Doug, anything Doug, to... help me. <laughs> help me, Doug. I'm, I'm losing him. I know what's going to happen, so it's hard for me to just be like, he's going to do fair. the thing. So, he pulls the ocarina out, and the screen goes black. 
after a few days go by, the community around this whole ARG realizes that, oh, fuck, they're asking us to play something on the ocarina. Oh, it's our turn. Yep. It is the player's turn. And now you kind of get the feeling that submitting an action, submitting a song, submitting anything that Link might do could be an answer to any of these riddles, which, oh my God, I'm, yeah, like, I have awesome. goosebumps just thinking about we're it. Right again. The, uh, we're right back into the, we're right back into the, like, we're getting involved type of deal now. Oh, yep. yeah, absolutely. So, after nine years, nine fucking years, after this video is displayed, the Discord server goes fucking insane. Mm -hmm. And they start voting for things, they start talking about stuff, but when it all comes down to it, the Discord servers overwhelmingly vote to play the Sonata of Awakening, which is a song you can learn to play in Majora's Mask. Which I just have to say, if you go to Jade Usable's YouTube right now, he has all of the like Discord videos up of when things happen live, and it's kind of fucking awesome yeah it's fucking fantastic so they vote to play the sonata of awakening and they send it to him they send a video from majora's mask of link playing the sonata of awakening after that happens a new website's found by user reticula he finds something called the methods of revolution and Not only is it just a fucking information repository, they very quickly find that this website has been very, very benefied. Which means you see the Elegy of Emptiness where you shouldn't. (laughs) At all. Spoopy. So this is a, a huge clue because, again, nine years later, these websites are still getting attacked and infected by Ben. And he's still, like, Reaching out his influence to users. Nine years is nothing when you're on the internet. Not when you're infecting the whole fucking interweb. Exactly. So, looking through this website, you find a directory containing a whole bunch of Ben art, and a poll asking about everyone's favorite Ben face, represented by songs. So it basically asks, like, which face has been your favorite? In my opinion, it's referring to Arc 1. Mm-hmm. Elegy of Emptiness. Arc 2, the really fucked up <laughs> Elegy of Emptiness. You get, you, yeah, you get like this weird progression in Arc 2 that mm-hmm. we can't really explain. We'll post some pictures. Yeah, you get this like weird progression of the Elegy of Emptiness that kind of like goes from like normal 3D art to person. Personal person mm-hmm. with fucked up feature Hi, i don't even my know name is it's... personal person nice <laughs> to meet you. i know that was like the worst way to describe it but like it seriously it looks so fucking weird it's fucked up it's like if an ai tried to draw a person with no fucking context why do creepy pastas spread so easily is there really a secret society sourcing code breakers on reddit what's the best way to monetize your local cryptid hi i'm sigra host of tiny terror Join me every Thursday as I attempt to answer these questions and more in bite-sized episodes you can fit into your morning commute. We'll sift through unsolved true crime cases, paranormal events, and any and all other things spine-chilling and mind-thrilling. 
Listen now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else podcasts are found. See you there. So, this directory with a bunch of Ben art um, asking about everyone's favorite song. Everyone voted for the song of Unhealing, which, yeah, that's a yeah. solid fucking choice, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Unfortunately, they got the response, nice try. And then everything goes black. No post, no nothing, until, on the Discord server, Jaducible himself joins the fucking chat. Oh, boy. Yep. Doesn't say shit. He's just kind of there. And then he leaves. This fucking drives the whole server nuts, obviously. Like, you have the the one in charge, more or less. The one that, what, after Arc 2, you're like, where the fuck did this guy go? Yeah. He all of a sudden makes an appearance in the Discord channel. Doesn't say shit, doesn't do anything, just listens. But everyone sees he's there. Which, that when I saw that part of the story... Fucking hairs on my neck stood up. I was like, holy shit. He's still fucking in this thing. God, I wish I would have been a part of this when it was, like, live. Same. Really, really grinds my gears. As soon as Jaducible joins this Discord server, the site goes black. Almost like it's under maintenance, but nobody can access it. We've seen that before. Mm -hmm. And then, you get another upload on the YouTube channel called Sonata.wmv. Starts off with Link playing the Sonata of Awakening, and you see Link rising into the air. So now you think this is more or less like the confirmation of the submission that was you know, made by the people playing the game, right? They all decided Sonata of Awakening. So now he's actually he's playing it. You see Link rise up into the air, as soon as he gets, like, high enough into the air, it, like, glitches a whole fucking bunch and goes to black. And then you see a whole bunch of really, really fast cuts of this dude in a gas mask. Mm. Just kind of looking and, like, looking away, and, like, it's just, it's very quick, and the video is done. Weird. If you'll notice, the connections between arc 2 and 3 are fucking heavy, and... If you were a player in this game, they were not as readily available as they are right now. Because, like, I can just go through this and I can give you all the connections like I am right now. But if you were actually playing this, it would take you a while to fucking figure out where things connect, where they're going, and why any of this is fucking happening. Yeah, especially after nine years of silence, you'd have to be like, where was the gas mask? Oh. Oh, okay. Yep. And then you'd have to... You shouldn't have done that. Where was it? It was on you shouldn't done that.net. On a man named... Drowned. Drowned. (gasps) Yep. So... Whoa. Nine years later, we assume Drowned has made an appearance on uh, this video of the Sonata of Awakening being played. After this, you get another video titled king.txt it's basically it's just a bunch of cycled images of uh, earth and a busted living room which should sound very familiar the uh, the earth was from the very first text that i read and the living room has actually been a a staple in how he's conveying messages so 
A few of these videos have contained like this background image of a dilapidated ass living room. Um, you know, concrete everywhere, just like busted ass walls, and it goes over more and more about um society collapsing and how it's descended into darkness and all of these things and it's every ah, man for himself. Metaphors. Yeah. The so every time you see this dilapidated living room, just expect you're about to receive a bunch of information about this post apocalyptic world. Um Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot that I can really dish out about it. He gives most of it away in the first video. After these cycled images of Earth and the, the living room, Jadis actually explains more about how he feels more at home in this new apocalypse world. Like, that seems to be a very common trope with him. He, he started off saying that no one can adjust, and it's very hard to adjust, and only the people that can roll with the punches can adjust to this new society that we assume has been brought about by the fucking moon children. Like, in this last arc, they talked all about the end of the world and, like, this, this new society rising up from the ashes. Well, apparently this is it. And a, a lot of people have been having this same awakening. So thank I did. Did you did you just do that to me? I might have. Oh, a lot of people have been having the epiphany that they are better suited to be a part of this world, this post-apocalyptic bullshit than actual society. And he feels bad about it, and he keeps talking about that. After king.txt, we go to another video called children.wmv. I know what you're thinking. It's not that you sick fucks. Oh, you have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat right there. Um, the very beginning of this video, Link plays the Sun Song in Termina Field in front of the three... <laughs> right, I forgot. I fucking nicknamed it. The three that. amigos. The three yeah. amigos. It's, it's the Skull Kid, the, the Mass Salesman. <laughs> yeah. I just called them the three amigos. Um, and he plays the Sun Song in front of them. All of a sudden, it cuts to black, and then you see the white, very, very, very familiar scene of Dawn of a New Day. And do you guys remember the pumpkin fish from Majora's Mask? The big fucking, the giants that held the moon up, if you won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're called pumpkin fish? Yeah, I might have read way too much about Majora's Mask when I was younger. Weird. Yeah, they're, they're technically called pumpkin fish, but they're gi- these giant beings that... If you do it correctly, they save, you know, Termina, Hyrule, and everything from the moon crashing into it by pushing it backwards. Are these the four giants that, yep. uh, yep, okay. These are the four giants. So, in this video, after this says the dawn of the new day, the first fucking thing you see is these four pumpkin fish, or giants, sinking into Clocktown, like, underneath it. And, as the game kind of starts up, Link starts to hear the crying of a baby, and as he explores Clocktown, he finds out that it's a Goron baby. It's a rock person. As Link approaches, the screen gets all glitchy, cuts to a to a, a brand new scene of the great Deku Scrub and Ben. Hey, buddy. And then it fucking statics cuts out, and all you see is you shouldn't have done that it's Ben. 
God damn it. That's the new fuck. That if, I swear to God, if Alex doesn't take that and make that the yeah, theme been... song for this, um, we will. So, after this video is discovered, um, if you head back to the Methods of Revolution site, you will find some updates. On this page, you now have a poll added to uh, one of the um, one of the links on the front page that basically gives you three options. It says run, fight, and hide. What would you pick, Mike? Well, I'll pick the secret fourth option that says kiss. 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 What would you pick, Doug? Would you go with the secret fourth option as well? Well, that doesn't exist. I'd probably pick fight, but that's just me. So, to give you an idea, there was another vote called on the Discord server. Mm -hmm. Hide one. So, they responded hide. Nothing happens for a decent amount of time. So, the last thing that was posted was, like, the end of um, March. The next thing that's posted is on April 11th. That's a decent amount of time for... That's a good gap. Like, usually it's like yeah. a, a day update, a two-day update. Um, but no, on like April 11th... Weeks. Yeah. On April 11th, a video... Oh, my God. Called Kelbris.wmv. That name's back. Uh-huh. It was set to premiere. We had the name changed to the father.wmv. That name's back. And that kind of seems to confirm a few things. So that right there kind of gives a new name to Kelbris. Now, if you remember, Kelbris was what? It was the The original moon child. The original moon child. The first one to achieve ascension was Kelbris. Now, all of a sudden... Kelbris is taken down and replaced with the father. Where have we heard the father before? Daddy Kelbris. Well, the weren't they saying happy that the mask salesman? Yeah, he's the he's dead. Mm-hmm. He's my dad. Mm-hmm. He goes to work. The happy mask salesman. He goes to Keep work. Keep that in mind. He, he buys me things because he's my dad. Backstory on Kelbris. Um, he was. They were the first person to achieve ascension. But they were also the first person to achieve ascension without anyone knowing what actually happened to them. But Kelbris's body was found completely electrocuted. Damn. So we we have this weird first moon child ascension, not mm-hmm. knowing exactly the full details on it, not knowing whether it was foul play, whether the ascension went well, whether the ascension was actually an ascension, whether this Kelbris person was talking to Luna. There's so many different fucking theories on this one, and it's it's fucking nuts. The fun thing is that after this video comes out, oh my, this is one of my favorite fucking videos, because it basically confirms... So, I'm not going to tell you the contents of this video, because I want you fuckers to watch it, because in my opinion, this is one of the most important videos of the entire series. The reason I say that is if you watch this video and you pay close enough attention, not only to the fact that it was originally named Kelbris and is now named The Father, it basically confirms that Jaducible died 
at the beginning of the first arc. What? Shwa? Yep. The guy I... telling us this whole story, the guy that was telling us that Ben had hijacked his account. Was it the, the father the whole time, or was it Ben? Benny? Bennyman? That's the fucking question. Mm. But all we know, that it is not deducible. I mean, we had to... I mean, okay, so for me personally, I feel like we had to have assumed that when once we figured out that the the truth came out and he wasn't in a apartment with a second roommate that he was either killed via someone who ascended or maybe he even knew about the ascension but we mm-hmm. had so much like backlog from quote unquote Ben mm-hmm. that we never really got the full truth out of this but Watch this video. God, watch I this know, video. right? Watch this fucking video. <laughs> Please tell us what you think of it, because in my humble opinion, it absolutely solidifies that since, I don't know, five minutes in to this, the very first arc of this whole fucking story, basically what happened was Jaducible got his hands on this haunted cartridge and died, like, the next day. That's what it point. That, that, that's what this tells me. Knowing that information is fucking crucial to all of this because now you understand that most of the first arc is one hundred percent Ben. It's not deducible. Just him having fun, if you want to call it that, <laughs> because it fucking freaked me out. Um. So after this video comes out, God, I I. I hate to move on from it, but after this video comes out and you realize that Deducible had died at the be the very fucking beginning of the first arc of this whole story, a strange message was soon after decoded, making it seem like somebody was trying to communicate through all the Ben-ness. So all these fucking sites that you go to, you're going to see the elegy. You're going to see fucked up pictures. You're going to see a lot of communiques from an entity that is not of this world. You are, however, going to find binary. You are going to find hexadecimal. You're going to find stenography. You're going to find a fuckload of ciphers. And through these ciphers, you are going to find somebody, you have no idea who, but there is someone in the background trying to communicate with us. Whoever this is has decided to give the players essentially a master key. So generous of them. It was. Weird. Sounds um, like a master sword. Almost. Oh. Almost. That does come into play at some point during this whole arc. Um, so essentially this person who's trying to communicate with the players has given them the answer to this this fucking this riddle this led them to vote on next another poll that popped up which was asking if the second player should be awakened that's weird right yeah fuck it wake up coin to player 2 polybius <gasps> um if Call you back. if you saw a poll that said awaken second player yes no what would you click We've been good. Fuck it. Go ahead, Doug. Yeah, we've we've been good. We've been we've been all right. We've earned this. 
Yeah, you guys shared the uh, exact same mentality of the entire community working on this. So, they voted yes. When that was processed, a video came out showing the second player awakening in a hotel. And is guarded by someone known as a jailer. So they're in jail. Well, the jailer happens to be wearing a gas mask. Which might coincide with something at the very tail end of Arc 2. It's drowned. (gasps) It looks very much like it's drowned. This is kind of where the actual game begins. So, up until now, it's just been fucking set up, set up, set up, set up, set up. So, from April 11th-ish until... I th- what was it, October something, when it ended? Uh, yeah. It lit- This is literally a race against time. They are bound by rules for answering questions. Three-day rule is still in effect, which means you have three days to figure shit out, or you can play the Song of Time, which resets it. As long as you keep playing the Song of Time, the timer keeps getting reset. At this point... The people that are a part of this whole fucking thing are playing Majora's Mask for all intents and purposes. Just trying to keep resetting that fucking clock. Yeah, you keep figuring shit out until you get to day three, and then you reset it. Yeah, and just to give people an idea, uh, we we see that gas mask in the Sonata WMV, Mm -hmm. and we think it's drowned, but now we know it's the jailer. Uh Uh-huh. And that's... I can't wait to explain that, but I can't yet. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, the game kicks off. um, The second player, who just awoke in a hotel, is guided by a radio. By a voice named Abel. It's very important. Remember that fucking name. In an attempt to get out of the hotel... um, the second player runs into, you know, different obstacles that the, these, uh, the players that are watching this happen have to help overcome. They sucked. So, the jailer... <laughs> the, I'm, they did. The jailer caught Abel, or not Abel, the, uh, the player, the unnamed player at this point, um, and killed him. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. So, another player was awakened. Control is passed over to somebody named Sarah. Hi, Sarah. She decides to stay and wait. And she's rewarded with a Nintendo 64 and the original cartridge of... Majora's Mask? GoldenEye 007. Perfect Dark. You got it. Perfect Dark. No, it's the the unlabeled Majora's Mask. (gasps) From the first episode from the fucking haunted cartridge arc yes that's what she's rewarded with so she begins playing it what a trophy i I wouldn't want that fucking trophy congratulations here's your prize death So, so she starts playing and with all her knowledge up until now she basically sees the elegy of emptiness and immediately plays the song of healing for ben specifically nice of her Mm Hmm. After that song is done, Ben then teaches Sarah that the father has been imprisoning him using souls of Jaducible and Rosa. 
We just found out that Judusable died at the beginning yeah. of this episode, or the beginning of this whole fucking He's been dead series. since part one. Yeah. We've seen Rose's face over and over and over again. We've heard her name, but we have no idea what happened. We just found out what happened. She dead. Super dead. He dead. I say you, she did. I say now you, this, he did. Now, <laughs> this, this either player or non-player named The Father is the one responsible for keeping them in prison where they are. Ben then begs for Sarah to heal their souls. From here on out, I am no longer, not even once, explaining more ciphers. I, I can't. There are no, so there's fucking too many. too many of them. There's so many. I'm just going straight story because I don't fucking have time. <laughs> um, so just to give you an idea, the, the major players of this whole arc are going to be the names Abel, Sarah, Jaducible, obviously, Ben, Kelbris, and Ifrit. And you guys remember Ifrit. So after healing the souls, Abel is overjoyed and explains that Ben is not who we think. Mm-mm. Ben's not a name. Mm-mm. Ben is an acronym. Yes. Yes. I know, right? All this fucking time, we thought Ben meant Ben. Ben was a child. Ben was someone who drowned. Ben was this. Ben was that. Ben stands for Behavioral Event Network. It's a hive mind consisting of both the souls of the moon children, who've been successfully digitized, and of various artificially intelligent programs from Majora's Mask, which he believes gained sentience either from a lack of input or by some sort of trigger, with the entity being named after the original Ben as a tribute. Do their soul having been the first human to be successfully digitized? Mm. Where have we heard that before? The Matrix? Mm, I got one better. <laughs> Doug has one better. Nah, you got it. Okay. Arc 2 mm-hmm. might ring a bell. Mm-hmm. I, I prefer Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. Did he ascend? I mean, digitize? Yes. Alright. He took the Red pill? <laughs> I don't remember which. So as this kind of goes on, Sarah is kind of confronted with a bunch of different realities, bunch of decisions. Abel basically tells her, stop playing the game. Fucking just stop. Please stop. Please stop. No. She continues to play the game. In place of the happy mass salesman, she finds Ifrit in the form of an unused NPC who tells her that Ben has been restored to his enslaved state. What the fuck does that mean? Enslaved? Uh, probably nothing good, I would imagine. I. It's like when Cell goes from uh, fucking... <laughs> cell version 2 to perfect. Perfect Cell to semi-perfect Cell. Um, so... Which, how can you be? You can't be semi-perfect. You're either perfect or you're not. There is no semi-perfect. That's the biggest problem I have with the cell arc of DBC. But let's talk about that later. For fucking sure. Oh, but no. God. Patreon episode. All I, I know is that there's so so many pieces of Ben that I want to talk about, but I can't because... It's okay. I'm I'm close to be... I'm cl- this, is, this is starting to wrap up. I'm sure you guys have felt that the fucking plot twists are ramping up. It's about to get fucking awesome. From here, 
A few things are discovered, I guess. So after that, we found out that Ben has been, quote, restored to his enslaved state. The only way to defeat the entity known as the father. Kiss him on the lips. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) The only way to beat him is that someone needs to disrupt the simulation. Like, there's no other way. It's just a fucking cycle at this point of the same shit over and over again. Much like... Majora's Myth. Yep. Groundhog's Day with Bill Murray. Same three days over and over again. Or one day, I guess, if you're Bill Murray. Yes. <laughs> um, so how do you think we'd disrupt the simulation? Does anyone know of like a glitch or a cheat that people might have you used? You go to the astronomer. And, and then you play a song, uh-huh. and then you look in the telescope, and you do the fourth day glitch. Yep. Fourth day glitch, which is one of the most famous glitches in video game history. So basically what had to happen is somebody had to re... Just basically reproduce the fourth day glitch that freed Ben. Think about that. We, yeah. s- we start Someone the telescope, ascends, we right? in the telescope. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go back to arc one. Okay, you have this haunted oh. video game cartridge. I'm sorry, I just got this though. You ascend, but all this started in an astronomer tower looking at a telescope. Uh-huh. You look up uh-huh. to the stars with a telescope. I think starting to click. Yeah, everything. All the pieces from all these arcs are starting to fall into place, and it's fucking amazing. Um. So the fourth day glitch was performed. Once that happens, um, Link stops interacting with anything around him. All of a sudden, the person playing as Link, Sarah, is um, confronted by two duplicates of the first boss from Majora's Mask. However, it's the first boss, so she easily just says, go fuck yourself, and she's fine. She eventually encounters a moon child who asks her to leave its home. When she pursues it, she finds in its place a heart, which she collects, which kicks off the next part of this whole fucking story. Once she collects that heart, she understands that she needs to collect three other hearts from other children that were collected by these Bosses, I guess. Symbolizing, I don't know. What would you think that symbolizes, Mike? Collecting hearts from children, or from bosses? Uh-huh. I would assume it symbolizes freeing the moon children from their uh, slavers. That's exactly what it symbolizes. Whoa. So Not much of a symbol, it... it does just kind of spell it out for you. <laughs> Sarah kind of goes on to collect the three other hearts from the souls trapped within the within the cartridge. Uh, progressing further, she is controlled by several more moon children who are seen apparently tormenting another NPC. After thwarting the attack, Sarah encounters this NPC, who now claims to be Rosa. Ooh! Fucking full we got circle. Her. Yep. Full ass. Full yep, ass. Yep, 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 yep. Um, 
As this goes through, there's another moon child that shows up that says they know exactly who he is and thinks of Sarah as a monster and like kind of demeans her and everything like that. Um, and the video goes to black. But on August 23rd, a new video called The Showdown premiered. This Sunday. I fucking love this video. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Hell in a cell. Yeah. With Ben and Rhoda. So the contents um, basically give another revolu- uh, revelation of the story. Sarah, after escaping the clutches of the moon children, meets with the once thought dead... Jaducible. Hi, buddy. Yeah, he ain't dead. He's fucking alive. The original player from the Haunted Cartridge Arc. Deducible is discovered to now be working with the father. <gasps> he was evil the, the whole time? The whole fucking time. The Faja. The Faja. The Farger. <laughs> and after facing Sarah in one-on-one combat, he kills her. Leaving Just the story without a player character. Boom. Our player's Get dead. Get wrecked, idiot. D-U-N, done. Dog water. Um, trash. The same video at the end shows uh, a link to a new site called the Eternity Project, which is one of my favorite websites. Even if you go there right now, you will still see like a constellation version of Link, which is so like that's the right now that's the only Link. God damn it! <laughs> ah, fuck! Right now that's the only thing joining the website to Zelda. Is this constellation that looks like Link? It's so fucking cool. Um, so after all this happens, you kind of discern that this web page belongs to those who are trying to ascend. Um, they're part of something called the family. And on the website, users were able to confirm the current status of many of the characters from the entire story, such as Sarah, Jaducible, and Rosa. The site promises prospective members to join the Eternity Project and to escape from the hell of the current world and embrace a new future through Ascension. Again, back to Ascension. Kanye. Back to Ascension. What are you doing here? I know. Here, Abel eventually contacted players, or rather, a it was more of like a pity hire because like <laughs> I'm pretty sure Alex Hall was like, Okay, you fuckers are being stupid. <laughs> Let's give you a hint. Not solve this yet. <laughs> um basically he gave them passwords allowing access to the heart of the world alpha, now known to be the haunted cartridge. So anyone who hadn't seen any of the footage beforehand now can see all of it. Eventually, one of the players' uploads um, were accepted to his, like... So he gave all of these fucking passwords, right? And at the end of it all, he proposed a question, which no one could answer for a while. So eventually, one of the players' uh, uploads was accepted, and the option to upload anything... uh, Disappeared. The uploaded code would successfully revive Sarah in Clocktown. Oh. So somebody gave their own participatory pass, I guess, to revive the second player, Sarah. Well, she did get pretty far. Well, it's a good fucking thing they did that because this would never have been finished without that happening. Yeah. 
They basically gave up their right to be a part of yeah. the which whole good project. on you. Good, 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 good on you. Um so it revives her in Clocktown. Um however, there's only twelve in game hours remaining before the moon crashes into Termina and the entire game starts over, yada yada yada. Noticing that Clocktown is empty, she attempted to enter the buildings in the area, but all but one were inaccessible. The one that was accessible. Mm-hmm. Oof. Give it to me. So she entered a building. Sarah finds herself in the code with Rosa. Oh. And the rest of the humans digitized into Majora's mask. They argue for a while whether to let the moon fall and just reset everything, which Rosa believes will not result in uh, what the rest expects it to, which is just a reset. She kind of thinks that if that happens, they're all just done for good. All these human souls are lost to time, and everyone is fucked. So, the players chose to perform the fourth day glitch. Once Mm. again. Having done so, the world returns to a glitch state, Ifrit uh, reappears and explains that by doing the glitch, Sarah has just killed all of the game's inhabitants. All of them. They are fucking done. And with that, the father f- is freed once more. Hooray! So Sarah just fucked over all the players. Dad's Real home. hardcore. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, she's pretty torn up about this. There's a few lines of text between her and some other players that really don't matter much. It's more of a pity party than anything. But after all of this happens, Deducible explains that he was trying to stop Sarah from performing the glitch. Now, do you remember when? When he when he popped into the game? Yep. When he, he popped like, in. Hello! He attempted to stop Sarah from performing this glitch. And he basically admonishes her for simply believing everything the game's uh, inhabitants had told her. He just like berates her over and over again you about, dingus. like, why would you listen to these fucking people? Um, he explains that Alex had passed, and the responsibility of being World Alpha's protector is now up to him. He was going to do the same to her, basically passing on that power. Jujusable gives up his soul and joins his strength with Sarah, turning her back into the adult Link. Now, you guys remember when I said that uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask kind of crossed over for a second with the Mm -hmm. adult Link? Mm -hmm. That was, like, the ultimate master key, but nobody fucking realized it until this happened. So, being now adult Link... Sarah confronts Ifrit, now joined by the last remaining Moonchild, and briefly battles the latter as it assumes the form of Majora's Wrath. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. So, the th- that's the th- so for those of you who don't know, that's the third phase of the final boss of Majora's Mask. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not fun. It fucking sucks. But and that's what she's ugly. faced with. Mm. Um, instead of fighting back... Sarah uses her ocarina to play the song of healing, and Majora's wrath suddenly disappears. If that, you know, if only it were that easy, easy to when you were a kid, it'd be fucking amazing. But it was not that. 
Um, so Ifrit briefly reappears to threaten her, but he is suddenly overcome with static and disappears himself. The father himself appears in this in his place, demanding that Sarah explain her actions. In response, Sarah gives him the pendant of memories. And that's kind of where everything goes fucky. Very fucky. Everything's been getting fucky. The father starts changing his parameters to heal World Alpha. Not destroy it. Heal it. By removing any and all anomalies which wish to harm the natural order of the world. He also explains that, as users interfacing with World Alpha's code, they too will be removed. And that in order to pacify the inhabitants' mental traumas, he will need to reset their memories as well. Above all, the father assures Sarah and Circle, which I'm not going to get into what that is because that's a fucking three-hour explanation. <laughs> it's just another person right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's another fucking player. Um, the father assures them that World Alpha will continue and that Ben will be given a real host body commenting that his imprisonment within the Elegy statue was an oversight made by a dated AI. That kind of tells me something. AI? What? What AI? There was no AI when Majora's Mask came out. Matrix. Reloaded. Uh Uh-huh. Keep going further. Revolution. Keep going further. I'm talking mostly the movie about, AI. I'm, I'm talking Spielberg. about simulation theory, which is what this kind of crosses into. Mm-hmm. Basically, introducing that the events in this world and the events in our world are one of the fucking same. This is like the genius behind this goddamn theory is so fucking good. I'm gonna keep going. I have to. I have to. I have to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So, one of the players asks what will become of Sarah after the father removes her. He says he doesn't know and then fades away. I don't know. Sarah then fades away as well. (laughs) Unfortunately, the series ends with a shot of Ben, now in the body of Child Link, standing next to a now unpossessed elegy statue, waving to the audience. So essentially, we get that Ben is now free. What a happy ending. Or is it? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Arc 4 happening in 2030. (laughs) (laughs) But that is the end of Ben Drowned, the final arc. That is the most up-to-date arc 3 that we could possibly have for you guys. The guy's still, like, uploading... Like we we talk about this is like nine years later in 2020, but like oh, he, he's, no, he had an upload like a week ago. I would not. <laughs> yeah, be sur- he did. Yeah. yeah, I would not be surprised if we see a whole another arc mm-hmm. in the next couple of months here. Yeah, we might, and his his recent videos have to do with like nothing about this at all. No, <laughs> it was like Kong if, versus Godzilla yeah. stuff. If, if like, I were if I were him, I'd be tired of receiving questions about this. Yeah, for because real. Again, this is one of the most famous haunted video games. 
This is what started the whole creepypasta genre. This is what started the whole craze over, like, Polybius, which started the whole craze over, like, the haunted N64 cartridges or NES cartridges. Any haunted video game you see stems from this. It's so fucking cool. It is one of the OGs. Yeah, this one definitely uh, rustled my jimmies as far as just learning about everything that happened. And there's so much content that, like, the fact that we were even able to put it into three episodes just makes it yeah. I thought that it was much be four. If I'm crazy, being yeah. <laughs> and and we we will say we skipped over quite a fuckload, fuck ton of shit. So, Al- Alex, hopefully you're listening to this. If you are, we know we missed a lot of stuff. Please, we know you did it better. We know you did it better. <laughs> Please take what we say with a not a grain of salt, but just be like, you know what? I get why they had to skip some of the things they did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, shit. There's a whole non-canon canon arc that yep. I didn't even talk about in in arc two that, that could have been talked about, but we we again for the sake of time, we can't. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't want to burn you guys out on. Stuff that you can read on your own time. We wanted to hit all the the important parts. We wanted to give you the story. <gasps> it's not gone. Are you guys still hearing that fucking laugh? Yeah, I know. It needs to go away. I'm okay. starting to get pissed. I feel oh, like I'm I just sleep and mm. I'm numb to it now. I've been hearing it. <laughs> You've become so numb. I've become so numb. You can't feel me there. No. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, good job. Good job, Mike. I, I mean, this is again one of the most well-known ones and one of the more interesting ones on the internet. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Love you. Um, oh, I love you too. <laughs> I was talking to Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, Big I loved shout it. out to that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. had a really good time. Thank you, Alex Hall, for everything. Thank you to all of you for listening and clicking on. All of our social medias were DuluteyPod everything. Linktree.com slash DuluteyPod. Email us, DuluteyPod at gmail.com. Or tweet at us at DuluteyPod. Send us a what's question. Your, what's your favorite type of mail to get? Any. We don't receive much at the moment. Well, I'm so like, any. If you were getting an email from a listener, what would you want its contents to look like? If you sent me a question that you would want me to answer on the podcast, that is, you know... uh fun and okay if one of, if one of you guys can send mike uh an ascii art version of the elegy of emptiness to mike he will shit That's his the dick. couch don't worry <laughs> oh yeah yes i know no. we mentioned this in the last episode too but send us your fucking spooky stories if you have you know yeah, ghost that. stories please ufo stories whatever it is please send that our way we want we will to call fucking you know we hell we might have you if you're close enough we might just invite you over to come be on the podcast we We, want spooky shit yeah we want to do a whole episode on user stories we don't want to tell you stories about stuff you've already heard we We want to know well yeah but we (laughs) we want to hear your personal stories we want people to tell their stories to the world. Send me Let a, us know. Please. Send me also a sketch idea of what you think Orthon the Tooth would look like. Yep, please. Because that's my final form, and I need to get, get prepared for what I'm turning think into. Like Norse god if that it was collects just a tooth. teeth. I always thought it was a giant tooth, but you, you know the, like the four points at the bottom of the tooth? Mm. They're like tentacles. 
Oh. <laughs> and the, underneath it has like a squid mouth. I was going to say I Cthulhu think he just wants plus tooth, tooth but Cthuth? Cthuth. Cthulhu. I think Mike just wants Cthulhu. He just wants teeth picks. So Send Mike. Just pictures of your teeth. What's your, your bicuspids, personally. Please, thank God, please. Jason, what's your sign-off here? Well, I absolutely love everything about this goddamn series. I hope there's a fourth installment. I fucking hope. It's set up perfectly for another one. But Yeah, normally we do a, is this real or fake, but we already know it's fake. The yeah, guy just it, said it, but we just, still. We had to cover this, um... We got in touch with Alex. He actually, he, I emailed him. He emailed me back saying, holy shit, I am excited to hear a dramatization of the creepypasta as well as an analysis. He wants, so I told him, um, he will be the first to listen to this episode aside from us. So he's getting all three parts in like, I don't know, the next week and a half. So he's going to give us some feedback on Mm -hmm. what he thinks. And... If we play our cards right, who knows? We've been tossing around the idea of designing an ARG. Mm-hmm. We are in contact with somebody who has designed one of the world's best ARGs. So I will make it entirely. So Mike no will do it with no help from nope. the outside sources that we've attained. I would also <laughs> like to say real quick before we take off here. Uh, shut up. Okay. Stay paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to mention our Patreon, but... Oh, I can do that, too. Yeah, please. We have a Patreon set up. Right now, we've got two tiers. One gives you a, a shout-out in an episode. Um, it's only fucking $2 a month. Like, what is that even? I could buy 25 toothpicks for that. <gasps> That's toothpicks, giving, like, half a hand job. That's a week. Half of Doug's hand job. But it's 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 two dollars there and then five is it? Yeah, five gets you the shout out plus a sticker. We're gonna be adding more. We're um, adding a bunch of stuff. It, it is a relatively still, new shop. So. We're still super excited about, you know, the subscriber that we have. Yeah. <laughs> and when this comes out, who knows if we'll have more. But uh, again, you know Probably. A- anything helps. And you know, if you want to pitch in, pitch in. If you want a sticker, it's it's there. It's an option for you. We mm-hmm. do have um a new logo that we're trying to to get going out so whatever stickers in the shop could possibly be limited we're not sure how that works so get it while you can thank you uh we love you kiss uh... kiss your dad for me i'll kiss your dad for you (laughs) guys thank you for letting us do this three-parter we 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 wouldn't be here without you thank you for being patient with it (laughs) that being said though eat a carrot slap your beans stay fucking paranoid and suck my dick. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, Boom, oh my god. there it is. Take that pear out of your ass from the last episode. It's oh, been like a shit. week. It's not a pear anymore, it's a pick, pickle now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's toxic shock. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>